Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of Beaver County Kickoff. We're a podcast hosted by the sports staff at the Beaver County Times, a Gannett entity. I am Noah Hiles, your senior sports reporter, which is still weird to say here at the Times. And uh, joining me on this show are a couple of my new teammates who are very excited to uh, get into some high school football talk, some fall sports coverage here in the WPIAL. Uh, guys, go ahead and introduce yourself in the order that you were hired in. Oh, wow. Okay. So I am Josh Carney. Uh, I am a longtime reporter moving back to Western PA from Colorado. So I'm leaving the, the great West uh, and coming back to my hometown in a sense. And I'm Parthupadhyay. I graduated from uh, North Carolina. During the pandemic in 2020, covered Penn State football for a season for the Center Daily Times um, in a obviously pandemic inflicted crazy season uh, last fall. And now I'm here and I'm excited. All right. So those are the two new guys, Beaver County. Get to know them, follow them. Their social media handles are on uh, the visual. If you're watching this visually, we don't even know if we're going to publish this visually. Um, I'm not cutting it out either. Just know that we could if we wanted to. Nonetheless, uh, so Parth is on his first week on the job, so he hasn't been able to bop around a lot like Josh and I have. Um, but I've been to 18 of the 19 teams' camps that we cover. The only one that I didn't go to was Western Beaver because they're in rural Ohio, although I was you know, speaking with their coach and everything. And Josh, I, you got to about a dozen, I think. Roughly, yes. So I, I want to start off the show by talking about what we saw at training camp. We, we covered a wide range of teams, everything up from 5A down to 1A. We've covered defending state champions. We've been to camps of teams that didn't win a game last year and everything in between. So um, in, the, in the spirit of high school, we're going to do superlatives. Normally, this happened at the end of the year. We're going to start them off now, though. So, Josh, I got five superlatives. You and I are going to go through here, and uh, we're going to pick one for each of the five of what we saw at camp. So the best individual practice is the first superlative. Uh, I want you to pick one player who stood out to you and maybe not even the best player, but someone who had an amazing practice when we were there. Josh, I'll let you go first. Who, who, who stood out to you? Yeah. So the first Monday of heat acclimation week, we showed up at Aliquippa and uh, Quentin cheese. Good uh, stood out in a big way. Undersized quarterback for the quips. Uh, he spins a pretty ball. It just looks so natural coming off his hand. Uh, I was I was really impressed. I mean, obviously they have a gigantic offensive line in front of him, and he's maybe five two on a good day, I would think. And uh, <laughs> taller than that. <laughs> maybe, as a as a, maybe. as a five eight as a fellow five eight king, I, I got to stop you right there. But nonetheless, <laughs> yes, he he is taller than that. But anyway, continue. But yeah, I mean he he's got a great arm. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he could do this year. He's got a lot of weapons, but. Uh, yeah, uh, you did a great feature on him. Just say cheese. It works perfectly with his nickname. Uh, and and uh, he just looks natural back there. He looked very comfortable early in camp. Uh, and Coach Mike Warfield was really pushing him. And uh, he looked great. He, he really looked great. He stood out uh, the most for me, Noah. All right. And my pick would be um, a team that Aliquippa and Cheese will be playing pretty early in the regular season, and that is Central Valley's Javen Thompson, the returning all-conference receiver as a sophomore, looked like he put on some weight and some height in the offseason, uh, going to be a much more physical threat. And Josh, you were with me at that practice. He was catching everything in sight, stuff over the middle, long ball, short routes that he turned into big plays, very impressive stuff. And with a new quarterback, Central Valley is going to need some, some help 
You know, at, at those receiver positions, they're replacing Hall, who made plays in the passing game. They're replacing Miles Walker, the 2020 Times Boys Athlete of the Year. Thompson's going to be that guy that steps up, and he really showed it in the practice that we were at. So best drill moving forward, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go, and then I'll send it over to you. Um, I saw this. Unfortunately, you weren't able to be with me this day, but the first day of real camps, not heat acclimation week or whatever they call that. Uh, they didn't have that back in our day, right, Josh? No, no. Um, but the drill that stands out to me was at Beaver. They did what is called the big cat drill. And uh, to my understanding, that's something that a lot of, it's like a traditional thing that they do at Beaver area high school with the football program. Uh, they made a big circle at the 50 yard line. And I thought something that is no longer allowed in high school sports was about to transpire bull in the ring, um, uh, which I, I know we both played probably, yes. uh, but they you can't do that in Pennsylvania anymore. So they went with the, uh, the big cat drill, which is just one-on-one in between a couple of dummy pads on the ground. And it's a blocking thing. And you go until someone ends up with their back on the ground. And there were a lot of good matchups. My favorite one, of course, that I wrote in my camp tour story was a battle between two brothers, Mitch and Mason Lang, both going to be big contributors for Beaver this year. And it was a very intensely fought battle. Wyatt Ringer also running back turned quarterback had a, Phenomenal showing in that drill. Got a lot of buzz on social media. Josh, what was your favorite drill? Something similar. Uh, I, you know, I was not able to make it to Riverside, but uh, obviously you did a great job capturing video uh, from practice. And the hit from Joey Reed in Oklahoma drills. Uh, oh yeah, w- was fantastic. And that is the way you want to open up the first mm-hmm. week of padded practice. Uh, I feel bad for his teammates. I'm sure that's not something that. Uh, he, he wants to see happen play out live on Twitter, but uh, yeah, just a massive hit. Uh, for, no, I mean, Hey, there. that kid got up, that kid got up and immediately like gave him a, a pat Absolutely. on the helmet or whatever. And, but my, my only flaw with that hit and uh, Mike Perzak from the post Gazette, the pirates beat reporter actually pointed this out. He said, I need more, I need more enthusiasm from the fellas. You know, I need, I need the boys jumping after that, yeah. but you know, Riverside's a young team. They'll eventually learn Uh funniest moments. Um, you know what, Josh? We're we're just, we both had the same one. I could fake yeah. one, but it's it, it was at Central <laughs> Valley. I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. So when we arrived at Central Valley High School, uh, they were going through just you know individual drills, and down at the far end of the field towards the scoreboard, uh, the receivers were going through just their route tree, warming up, and Coach Dixon um, was throwing passes, and uh, at one point you could audibly hear him talk about how strong the ball was coming off of his, his, uh, I believe he was throwing right-handed. And uh, this was two days after Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen signed his mega deal. And you could hear him shout, Josh Allen has nothing on me. Well, except maybe $258 million more. And it yeah. was just, it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, he, he was a trip the entire practice oh, over there. And yeah, I mean, he didn't, take his foot off the gas after that either. He was very um, vocal on his analysis of Matt Merritt, the new Central Valley quarterback, a good ball. He would call him, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, a bad ball. He yeah. would compare him to uh, a former Jaguars tight end that just got cut, who also won a Heisman Trophy at Florida. So, you know, the the, the, the comparisons were running very thick there, though, and he, he was very entertaining, kind of hard to take your eyes, definitely hard to take your ears off of him when we were there. So Coach Dixon, the receivers coach at Central Valley, a good guy, very funny, very entertaining. Someone that would definitely be fun to play for, that's for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and when you coach receivers, you have to have a personality. That's Absolutely. just how it is. Yeah. All right, so moving on, best dressed, and um, I'll, I'll do this uh, as a team. We have one team and one individual. Best dressed team is Cornell. 
simply because they have the Steelers old practice uniforms as their practice uniforms. And I, I didn't know what was going on at first. I walked over to, to Ed, the head coach at Dixon, uh, and I was like, are these new uniforms? He goes, no, these are like Steelers practice uniforms. So like, you know, every kid wants to have number seven because like that's what Ben wore, you know, in practice a couple years ago. So, but they're going all yellow on yellow. He told me this year. So it's all good. I and mean, they look, they look fresh in practice, but there was one kid in particular, Josh, yeah. who was it? Yeah. So freedoms, Josh pale, uh, just oozed swag that we saw that, uh, that first week, uh, he has the, the tinted visor. Uh, he had the crop top shirt showing off the abs. Like he looks like a running back and it, was, he looks like, it was awesome. I mean, it, yeah, was, we, it was awesome. We said on uh, when we were, you know, there, I was like, he looks like someone when you create your own player and Madden like that. That's the kind of swag that he had. So um, and then last but not least, our biggest surprise, Josh, you saw 12 teams. I saw pretty much everyone who, who was the most surprising team that you saw that kind of captured your attention. Uh, it was it was Moon, and I know that uh, obviously Noah, you wrote in uh, your your camp tour piece how hot it was that day. Uh, yes. We we went golfing later that afternoon, but yeah. uh, um, Moon was was very surprising just in terms of the size, the athleticism, how crisp they were for it being just that first week. Uh, you know, getting used to the heat and getting back into pads and stuff like that. But uh, they are big and experienced up front. They've got a really good young quarterback. Not young, he's a senior, but uh, experienced quarterback. Just so much size, and that stood out to me compared to the rest of the camps. When your biggest question mark as a team is receivers, that means you're a pretty good team. Yeah. When you when you have a, an experienced quarterback, an experienced line, the receivers, that's easy, especially at a big school like Moon. You can yeah. find three kids who can run routes and catch a football. That's not a challenge. And you can find people. I could run for a thousand yards behind that line. Maybe not a thousand, but I could maybe get a couple hundred, hundred under, under my belt. Nonetheless. Um, so my, my biggest surprise was Blackhawk. I knew Blackhawk was going to be good. Uh, but when I went there, I mean, they looked like a really good football team. Someone that, and this is no disrespect to Aliquippa or Montour or any of the other teams in the parkway, but I think they, they can compete for that, that parkway conference. I really do. Um, I don't know if they'll win, because, you know, ask anyone in the whip yield, one through 4A, it's tough to beat Aliquippa. So I, I don't know if they'll do that. That's going to be a great game in week eight, I believe, on the 22nd of October to look forward to. But Blackhawk really impressed me. It's all going to come down to their offensive line. But they have a lot of returning talent. I think they have nine returning starters on both sides of the football. They have Division One talent. We're going to get into that a little later. They were fun to watch. So before we move on, Parth, you can unmute your mic now. We want to ask, you got a little taste of Beaver County football. We took you to the Olsh's camp, and then we took you to uh, Rochester's camp. You wrote the previews for those two stories, which you can check out on timesonline.com. And you also wrote the preview for Quaker Valley. So real quick here, I just want to get your thoughts on your first taste of Beaver County football. You haven't seen any games yet, but you've been to some camps. Man, I am already impressed, right? Like when I thought of high school football, I thought of Texas. I think mm -hmm. most people think of Texas. I had no idea about the rich tradition here in Beaver County. And you talk about Darrell Rivas, Mike Ditka, Tony Dorsett, all from Aliquippa, Namath from Beaver Falls. It's insane. It's insane. There's been books, documentaries about the high school football being played here. And I think the coolest thing I've seen so far is how the community 
in Beaver County rallies around high school football. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. So obviously that's, you know, ACC country, Tobacco Road. You've got North Carolina State, North Carolina and Duke. And those are kind of the things that college hoops uh, bringing people together. Here it's a little bit different. And I think that's that's neat to see. All right. Well, Parth, we look forward to uh, hearing your takes evolve as the season goes on, as you, you know, get integrated even more in this community and the football teams and all the other teams in it that play in it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to hear from the head coach of the defending PIAA 3A state champion Central Valley Warriors, Mark Lyons. He will join me in a quick interview when we return. Joining the show now is the head coach of the 2020 PIAA 3A champions in football head coach for Central Valley. Mark Lyons joins the show. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing well, Noah. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's, it's great to always great to talk to a state champ. Coach, I wanted to ask you first things first, how's the summer looking? How would you say the Warriors summer went um, this past, you know, couple of months? Well, first off, we are so excited to have a complete summer and an off season to prepare this year. I'm sure just like everybody else in the, in the state of Pennsylvania. So it's been a nice, um, you know, pleasant surprise to get, you know, get a great off season. And I thought we did a great job at handling everything and getting through a great summer. So, I mean, like you said, this was obviously a better summer than last summer where, you know, there, there are fewer restrictions. However, you have a, a new title this summer. You are the defending state champion, something the program has never been through. Has that changed anything in the way you've gone about things as a head coach, as the way the program has gone about things um, in the off-season workouts? Uh, not really. You know, we, we still, you know, do everything in phases. Um, you know, you got the you got the winter phase and then you got the spring that takes you right into the summer phase. And then of course, you know, you crank it up for the heat phase and camp. So no, we kind of um, have taken the same approach. Um, you know, I think our guys recognize the importance of continuing to do what we always do, handling the day, working to get better that day and not, not looking ahead. Okay. So, I mean, Mark, you, you're no stranger to having to um, adjust in week one to talent that you don't have from last year. You, you know, you've said goodbye to guys who have gone on to go to major college programs, gone on to go to the National Football League, but you might be replacing the most talent you've ever had to do in your 10-plus uh, years at Central Valley with the senior class that you said goodbye to. How do you uh, plan on replacing that much production on offense and defense? Well, you know, that's a great question, Noah, but – Again, um, we've been in this situation before. We've we've had talented class that have graduated, went on to do bigger and better things at the collegiate level, and, and a few went on at, at the professional level. But in our program, we always strive to make sure our younger guys understand the process that they got to go through to become a Central Valley football player and understand that their number is going to be called and you must prepare and you can't wait till your junior or senior year to prepare. Mm -hmm. You got to start that process as a, as a middle school, a freshman, sophomore. So when that time comes, you can hit the, hit the ground running. 
And that's no different this year. You know, we we're going to miss those guys. They're our family. You know, they're Central Valley guys. Um, but they'll be the first to tell you they're rooting for the next guy to fill in. And they expect the next guy to fill in. That's how all of our outgoing seniors felt. Um, so, again, it's, uh, it's another year. and We're going to have to, you know, lean on the next guy. So the next guy for the most important spot on the field would be Matt Merritt, who is taking over as your quarterback. How have you, uh, or how would you say his offseason's gone? How, what are you liking about him under center this fall? Well, the first thing is, you know, Matt, Matt's a good leader right now. He, he's taking that part on. Um, he probably doesn't have the number of snaps that we, most coaches would like coming into a year for some experience, even though he's a senior. But he's played enough for us and been in our system. He understands the importance. The biggest thing with Matt is he recognizes what our quarterback's responsibilities are in our offensive system. is getting the ball to the right personnel in the right situation, but also recognizing when your time is needed to, to step forward. Never to force the issue. Just let the game come to you. And he's doing it. He's doing it this offseason. Plus, it, it always helps when you're taking over a quarterback when you have one of the best running backs, not only in the Whippeal in the state, behind you or by your side. Um, Landon Alexander, obviously a breakout season as the junior last fall. Would it be fair to say he's going to take on even an even bigger role in your offense this year? Sure, and he should. He's a senior, and he wants to. Um, he has – I mean – I, I'm excited to find out what he's going to do even more because he's really transformed his body even more. He's a workout, workout, you know, freak. He loves being in a weight room. He, he works hard at it. He's leaner. He's bigger. He's faster. Um, he has really put in an incredible offseason for this year. And then speaking of guys who are workout freaks, uh, I can't do a – preseason interview about Central Valley without bringing up Sean Fitzsimmons, uh, the most dominant player in the whip. You'll probably on the defensive side of the ball. What is it that makes him so special, Mark? You know, again, um, Sean's willingness to try to get better every year, every snap, every day. And he, he again, he took that approach this offseason. You know, most high school kids could just rest upon their laurels and, and all the accolades that were passed down to him. But you know, in every interview you probably have read or heard, he knows he's got room to grow. He knows he's got room to improve to make this team better. And to me, that's what makes Sean so special because he's never satisfied. He wants to improve, and he knows there's always room for improvement. And you know what, Noah, he did that this offseason. Again, another guy who's put on about nine pounds of muscle, not just weight, good weight. He's actually quicker. Um, I think his durability, his, his, you know, his ability to stay on the field even longer on every situation on both sides of the ball is going to be um, significant for us. All right. Last question. Then I'll let you go here. Tell me coach, the number one thing Central Valley has to do in order to repeat as three, a state champion. Well, just like every team in the WPL, you, you have to have some luck on your side with injuries. Um, you know, if we stay healthy and and probably the other big thing would be 1B, you know, that may be being 1A, but 1B is the fact that the guys who are ready to step in, 
they're the right guys for that spot. And that's our job as coaches to make sure we, we recreate the, the winning culture again, the work culture that we establish at practice. And we're going to take some time to go through and find out who those guys are. Um, and, and we have those guys there. They're there. We just got to find them and making sure that they are 100% on board where their role is going to be this year. All right, Mark, thank you very much. Best of luck to you and the Warriors this season. Great, Noah. Thank you. Big thanks once again to Mark Lyons for coming on. I mean, that that's just a football guy through and through. Josh, you got a chance to talk to him. Parth, you're you know, you're gonna get a chance to speak with him um for some stories we have in the works. Like that little tease there. But I mean, he he's a good guy and even a better coach. I mean, they're going for three straight Whippeal titles. Uh I think the worst he's done in the history of Central Valley football is like five losses in a year, which is pretty crazy. So yeah. But yeah, big thanks to him. So now what we're going to do is we're going to play a little bit of a game. Um, this is going to be a different episode than what you can expect in the later weeks. This is kind of our preseason episode. We're going to have another another episode published at the same time as this one. That way you can get two of them. This is going to get you your preseason information. The next episode is going to be about week zero. Our preview for that, that's where we're going to get our picks. We'll have interviews for our game of the week that week. All that good stuff. But for right now... Just to get a little bit more information about the preseason, we're going to play a game called Sleeper, Star, and Storyline. We're going to each go around the table here, including Parth, and we're going to pick a sleeper player that we're looking forward to watching develop into a star this year. We're going to pick a star player that we're looking forward to watching this year, and we're going to pick one storyline that we're looking forward to cover. And uh, I'll actually start us off, because Josh, Josh kind of stole him a little bit earlier on, but I have no ill will for him stealing it because this kid stood out that much. It's Quentin cheese. Good. I mean, he, he had the best arm out of nearly any quarterback that I saw in the 18 camps. Gavin Miller from West Allegheny for my money is probably the best quarterback in the whip yield this year. He could probably be, you know, a high level football recruit if he hadn't already committed to Auburn as a baseball player. So he, he's, he's a hell of a quarterback Parker Lyons looked really good. Carson Davidson, three-year starter, Blackhawk looked really good. There were some other guys. Nehemiah Azim looked really good. There, there's some good quarterbacks in the Beaver Valley. But, man, she's had a hell of an arm on him, man. I cannot wait to watch that kid with the receivers that they have, with the line that they have. And they've had good quarterbacks before. I mean, Von Morris was a really good quarterback. He got into the Whitfield Championship game, six points away from winning the Whitfield Championship in overtime against TJ. But... I'm going to go with cheese as my sleeper. Josh, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to stick at quarterback here as well, and I'm going to go back to Moon. Um, Tyler McGowan, three-year starter. He's lefty, so obviously that sticks out for me as well, being a fellow lefty. But uh, he just he looked incredible. And I know it's it's it, it was shells, but uh, some of the deep balls he threw, um, you know, over the middle, down the sideline, the touch that he had, the arm strength, his ability to command – you know, just that huddle and, and have the respect of everyone on that team. Uh, he's a quiet leader, but uh, I think he's really going to blow up this year. He had, I think he threw for 950 yards last year. I think he's definitely going to surpass that this year, even with Moon trying to break in some new skill guys. But uh, just that's what you want to see 
from a quarterback that's going into his senior year and has starting experience. He really looked like he was in control of that offense and that practice. And uh, just looking at some of the videos that he has posted all over the place of him, he looks really good. And, and what I saw live was, I was really impressed. All right, Park, you can go ahead and uh, name us your sleeper player that you're looking forward to covering. Yeah, no, it's actually a guy you mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast, Nehemiah Zim, the quarterback at Olsh. Um, you're just talking to to Dan Bradley, the head coach over there for my preview. He spoke very highly of Nehemiah and his ability to, you know, to lead that offense. Obviously, last year they were running a, a two quarterback type of scheme. Uh, Jamar Pearson um, left for Stowe Rocks. So that kind of opens things up for Nehemiah to take control. And according to Dan, he's more than ready. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick. Um, Nehemiah, the returning leading passer in Class A. Anytime you get a kid who can throw for over a thousand yards in se- in eight games, seven games, whatever they played last year, that's a good quarterback, especially yeah, at single A when it's a very run heavy classification. He he looked really impressive when Parth and I were there. They were working on some running stuff, but even just his control of the huddle, his poise, he was on the side, you know, throwing routes and everything. He's a good arm. He's a good player, and he, he continues to grow. I think his freshman year, he's only like five foot three. He's, he's a lot taller than that now. So it's like 5'3", 140 as a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe so, that's where I got the uh, cheese height from. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bart, we'll keep it with you. Who's a star player you're looking forward to watching? Kind of an obvious pick, uh, but I'm going Sean Fitzsimmons, defensive lineman at Central Valley. Josh actually wrote a hell of a story on him this week um, that everybody should check out at timesonline.com. Um, Sean's a, a, a big guy. Uh, 6'3", about, I think, 247, three-star prospect committed to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, last year he had 112 tackles, 36 of those for a loss, 18 sacks in a route to a PIAA 3A state championship. Um, that's pretty stellar, and he's only yeah. getting better. So, I mean, that's that's the top recruit in the Whippeal. I mean, there are guys going to, you know, you got guys going to Wisconsin. You've got guys going to Notre Dame. Cincinnati, which, you know, Notre Dame and Wisconsin are bigger programs than Pitt, I would, I would argue. Mm-hmm. But he is the highest. Ta- He'll be a four-star by the end of the season. Josh, I think you can agree with that. Absolutely. I have heard from uh, – I have a couple sources from 24-7 uh, just from my Syracuse days covering recruiting, and I've heard that he will be a four-star by the start of the season. Um, and he, I, I've heard that some people are a little concerned he's a little undersized, but I think Pitt's getting a heck of a defensive lineman. I mean, you know, there was another Pitt defensive lineman that got some stuff for his his size when he was getting recruited, and he's the reigning defensive player of the year in the NFL right now. So, and I believe the same defensive line coach is at Pitt. So, yeah, and he works out with Aaron Donald. Yep. Sean does. So, um, yeah, that's that's good company to be in. And speaking of Central Valley players who will probably add a star and get more offers as the year goes on, Josh, who's your player? That yeah. you're looking forward to. Yeah, Landon Alexander, running back at Central Valley, uh, just has one known offer at this point, and it's from UMass. Uh, so nothing, you know, really to write home about coming from that program. But Landon is a terrific talent. Um, you know, he just he looks the part. He he was probably right there in the running for for best dressed uh, mm-hmm. with Josh Pale. But uh, this is a guy that's really going to just explode this year. Uh, he's finally, in my opinion, the the focal point of the offense. Easily going to crack a thousand yards. Uh, I, I think he could be the best running back in the Whippeal this year. I mean, other publications have named him just that. He's a returning All State back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and just looking, he's drawing interest from a lot of Ivy League schools, schools like Toledo, Delaware. Those aren't Ivy Leagues. Those are in addition to the Ivy League schools, schools, I should yeah. say. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, this is a smart kid. I got to know him pretty well when I wrote the uh, Talking Tykes uh, story. I had him and his father in here along with Donovan um, and his dad in there, Donovan Jones and his d- father in here as well. Um, and I mean, comes from a great family. Very, very well-spoken. Yeah. Everything and, and you would want as a representative of your program. He's so, just been he, a great a player. player. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's been a great player since he was you know, a little kid. It's just, it's natural for him. And he's a big reason. I mean, Central Valley had like nine Division One kids on their team last year when they won the state championship. But he's a major reason as to why they were able to complete that run because some people forget Hall, Stephen Hall, Stephon Hall, Stephen Hall, now at Pitt, yeah. he got hurt and missed, I believe, the semifinal and the state championship. And when a player like that, one of your top recruits, top players goes down, everyone's got to step up. And Landon was a guy going into his junior year who was competing for that starting spot with about three other guys. And so to go from a guy who just barely won the job to someone who kind of said, get on my back, we're going to win the state title. That's an impressive junior year. The only reason he doesn't have more offers is because it was a it was a pandemic year and coaches yeah. couldn't travel as much. I fully believe that if had he had a normal, you know, a junior season in the normal year where he was able to play four more games, his numbers would look a lot better and he would have a lot more uh, scholarship offers than just yeah. UMass. Yeah. So that's a good pick, Josh. And my my pick for my star player is Lorenzo Jenkins. This is a guy Beaver County uh, football fans have not seen play unless they were at Fox Chapel games a couple of years ago. This is a Fox Trap Fox Chapel transfer from all the way, you know, in the city, out here. And my goodness, is this kid going to be special? I think behind Landon and Fitzsimmons, he's probably going to be the most talented player in the county. He's going to be a very highly recruited player. I know he has one offer from Old Dominion. He might have another one as well. Um, but him and Carson Hackathorn on both sides of that Blackhawk offense, both six foot four, both physical, both strong. Um, Carson's going to be the guy that they go to for, you know, downfield stuff. Just, I think, cause he's, he's a little bit more bulky, but Lorenzo can run any route. I could not take my eyes off of him during the wide receivers portion of practice at Blackhawk. He is really good. Blackhawk's got more than just those two receivers though. They've, they're loaded to about like sixth on their depth chart and guys who would probably start for just about any other school that we went to. So that's my guy. We're going to move now on to uh, storyline. And um, I'm just going to start it off, you know, snake draft. We're kind of going through here. And um, I'm going to go with one that I covered um, and had a lot of, uh, you know, talks about with the head coach, Mike Warfield. And that is Al Quippa going on this year without their best player, Antonio Sonny Anderson. Um was a fantastic player, uh, a really good kid from everything that I've heard uh, from my sources, from Mike, from his teammates and everything. Good grades, great athlete, and uh, had some college interests. But unfortunately, you know, he was shot in a situation that he had nothing to do with, you know, innocent kid, and uh, he's out for the year this year. Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that he's making progress and we will cover his road to recovery if the family allows it obviously we want to give them his privacy as well um but he's a good kid and i know i've talked to 
a lot of his teammates. I know one of his best buddies is Sire Clark, a leader for Aliquippa, a senior who shares the same position group as him as a receiver and a defensive back. And he said, this year is for Sonny, and they're playing extra motivated, which you never want to play Aliquippa. You definitely never want to play them when they have extra motivation. Those kids got a lot of heart, and I think they're going to do something special in honor of their friend. So that's my storyline. Josh, who do you got? Yeah, I, I'm taking a you know a, a unique angle here. Uh, I want to see Ambridge and how Ooh. they rebuild, or, or or sorry for the pun, but bridge the gap to the next well, successful. I was going to say you went right across the Aliquippa Ambridge Bridge. You just went yep. right across the the Ohio there. Yeah. So Ambridge is one in forty four in the last five years. That's nothing to write home about. Last year, a really tough year in a pandemic. They averaged five point five points a game. Uh, now, though, they're turning to a Beaver County uh, Sports Hall of Famer in Sherman McBride, a longtime assistant coach at Aliquippa, uh, spent the last few years at Seton LaSalle. Uh, Sherman has coached a number of great athletes at Aliquippa, has sent a number of kids on to college that eventually played in the NFL, like Darrell Rivas. Uh, you know, he is bringing a ton of experience, and his entire staff are former Aliquippa players and coaches that he has worked with. So uh, there's probably going to be some rough patches for, for Ambridge here this first year, but I'm curious to see if we kind of see the vision for Ambridge moving mm -hmm. forward, because it feels like in the last five years, you know, th they've been a rudderless ship nowhere. in a sense. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they've just gone in circles. Uh, and again, that one in 44 record is ugly, but I think they have the guy in charge now. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how he rebuilds that program because he talked up a freshman class that he said is one of the best he's seen. So, you know, three, four years from now, where are they at? That's, I mean, Ambridge is a town. If you look from the youth level all the way up through middle school, they're always good and it never translates to high school. And I know some of those kids end up going across the bridge to play for the more storied program in town. I know some of those kids, you know, struggle with off the field stuff and they can't ever really get an opportunity to play on Friday nights. But I think with a guy like McBride, we're going to see, you know, the old Bridgers of great. I mean, it's been a long time, 1932, yeah. since they won a Whipfield <laughs> championship. I know Sherm doesn't like that. So, yeah. Parth, who do you got storyline to wrap us up? Yeah, so Noah talking to you, Josh talking to y'all, um, before I even got to Beaver County, um, and looking at how certain teams play their offense, whatever, um, everything I heard about Rochester is they run the ball down your throat. They, they play that wishbone. Mm -hmm. So I chopped it up with Gene Mastook on, on Sunday, and he's talking about we're going to air it out. And I'm like, coach, air it out. And he's, yeah, he, that's what they're going to do. And sure enough, you know, we went to practice, Noah, the other day. And you see guys like, you know, J.D. Azale, Jerome Mullins, uh, Noah Haskins at tight end. They've got weapons. And they got oh, yeah. a quarterback in Parker Lyons, who's a three-year starter. Um, and from everything I've heard from, you know, from Gene and from everybody else, uh, Parker seems ready to kind of take the reins there. Now, of course, they do have, you know, Sal, Lore, and Denny Robinson in the mm -hmm. backfield. So they do have those weapons as well. But I think we're going to see a much more balanced offense in Rochester this season. The way I explained it to Parth is like, I told him like, this would be like army Navy or Georgia. Oh, Tech. Yeah. You know, doing that. Like this is, <laughs> this would be what, Rochester Johnson. is one Whippeal championship after Whippeal championship section titles, all of it. Yeah. By running the power. eye, the wishbone three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. Uh, but Parth also real quick, you got You got to gas me up a little bit. I was on my Tony Romo at that camp. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> this man Noah <laughs> This man Noah was calling out like their codes. Like they he'd call out the play before 
the ball was snapped. It was insane. He was on his Romo for real. I was because I grew up running that kind of offense, like you know, in little league or whatever. And you can, Josh, you know, you can kind of figure out like yeah. the holes in the in the the backs and the protections and everything. And as a quarter former quarterback, you know, you you, you have to learn it. And yeah. so, like, I I was figuring out. I'm like, Parth, this is what they're going to do here. And he was very impressed by that. You know, but, foot, football is football is a complex game, but when you narrow it down to the studs, it's the terminology doesn't change. It's numbers and it's numbers yeah. and but letters. You, you and know what? No, I, you, <laughs> now you got me envisioning like Ken Niamatololo, like going spread offense with Navy to beat yeah. army for the first time in like six years. <laughs> I'm all in if go. that happens. All right. So we're going to wrap things up. First episode, almost over. We're going to go around the horn one more time. I want everyone to give a bold prediction for the 2021 Whippeal football season. Parth, we'll start with you. All right, I'm not sure how bold this really is, right? But Aliquippa, I've got them going to the state title game. That is very bold. <laughs> Only second year in 4A. Obviously, mm-hmm. they were in 2A prior to that. Yeah, they're they're playing up, certainly, but they've got the talent and the dogs to hang with anybody, and I think this is their year to make that run. If they can get out of the Whippeal, that's, that's the big thing. I mean, because they're going to have to probably beat Bell Vernon – and Thomas Jefferson in back-to-back weeks to win the Whippeal Championship. Unless Bell Vernon and TJ get on the same side of the bracket, but then they're going to have, you know, other challenges. It, it's getting out of the Whippeal. I think they can beat a District 10 team in the first round of the state playoffs. And from there on out, you know, if, you, if the Quips get rolling, they're going to be tough to beat. But that is a bold prediction part. Well, and here, here's the thing, too, with Aliquippa. I mean, they have the, the, the guys up front in the trenches, yeah, to handle any. They're not undersized. Division. No, no, not at all. I mean, their quarterback's a little undersized, but their mm-hmm. offensive line—they've got studs. They've got three or four Division One guys. So, I actually really like that prediction. I mean, we'll, all right. that would be a fun storyline to cover. For Josh? me, oh, Landon Alexander breaks Jordan Whitehead's Central Valley all-time rushing record. Uh, okay. Jordan Whitehead rushed for three thousand five hundred twenty-five yards in three years. Landon needs 1,762 yards this season. Um, I think it's very doable, uh, certainly. I mean, with that type of talent, he rushed for, I think, 1,400 yards last year, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, all the way up to the state championship game. But uh, I think with an you know, expanded season back to some normalcy uh, after, obviously, the pandemic last year, uh, I think 1,700 yards is easily attainable for him. They go, they've gone to the state championship game the last two seasons. All right. So assuming they get back there for a third time, that means they're going to play 16 games. Now, granted, Landon is not going to play all four quarters of his first probably eight games of the year, you know, give or take. He'll play all four quarters against Aliquippa in Blackhawk, but there there are some opponents he's not going to need to be in later in the game. However, if they can get to the state championship, I think 1,700 plus yards in 16 games is nothing for him. You know what might be really impressive too? If he does that, he'll do it in 12 fewer games than Jordan Whitehead did. Yep. yep. Whitehead Could, Whitehead played 52 games. Yeah, because so. Whitehead played all of his freshman year, and yep. he didn't have a shortened season as a junior because of the pandemic. Right. So, so there you go. And then I will wrap it up. Uh, bold prediction. Not as bold as, you know, an all-time leading rusher replacing an NFL current great, a Super Bowl champion, or Aliquippa, a 1A school in size going to the 4A state championship game. But another school that really impressed me was New Brighton. 
This is a team that would have been in the playoffs, probably won a playoff game last year had it been a normal year, but they had to take a shorter field and they lost an at-large bid to Laurel. So I'm saying not only do the Lions get in the playoffs, I think the Lions go on a run and they go to the WPIAL 2A semifinals. I'm saying the New Brighton to the Final Four in 2A, where maybe they get a matchup against the team down the road in Beaver Falls. Lions, Tigers, Bears, oh my. No Bears there. But guys, it was a fun show. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, be sure to give us follows on Twitter at underscore Noah Hiles, at by Josh Carney, and at I'm just going to spell out your last name part because I think if I say it out loud, no one will know what the type. You no were doing offense. so well. No, no I can say it. We Upadier. practiced in the car. the eye. I can say <laughs> it. Go. I'm just saying if I say that, like. I got you. That I way people you. can spell it. <laughs> At P-U-P-A-D-H-Y-A-Y-A underscore is Parth's Twitter handle. Be sure to also follow our Time Sports account, which is at Time Scores. Keep an eye out. We've got tons and tons of content over the last month. We've done talking tykes. We've done features on, you know, all state players to new starting quarterbacks. We've got a feature preview for every single team. We've got camp tour stories. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff coming out this week that you're listening to this. We've got another podcast episode you can listen to right after this one ends. Thank you all for tuning in. It's going to be a fun year and we're going to be there to cover it all here at the Beaver County Times.